Good evening. Welcome to Unisexual Healing. First episode of the brand new podcast for Anchor by Spotify. I'm here with the intelligent, the gorgeous, Miss Go Within. Good evening. How are you doing tonight? Hey there, Joel. I'm doing well. Uh, we are live and direct on Instagram at this point. What's um, up, I- What's going on? All right. So basically, let's get some uh, background information on why we started the podcast. Um, In the description, I wrote that this is going to be a podcast about relationships, mental health um, issues that a lot of us have been facing for years um, but don't really talk about on a regular basis. We talk about it, but it's a little taboo. Some people are embarrassed to talk about it amongst each other. Some people have gotten into fights. Some people have gotten into, um, you know, just messed up situations. But we just want to uh, destigmatize these issues. And um, just have a conversation, a positive conversation. Um, you as the public can chime in, uh, give us your questions, your comments um, on how we can heal together as men and women. Um, so the reason why we're here is that me and Miss Go Within, we are up and coming life coaches. And we are both um, friends in real life and we're friends on Facebook. And we um, have Facebook chats with other friends and we have random conversations about these very topics, about relationships, mental health and politics and other things. And um, a lot of times when you have difference of opinions, um, it can be insightful, and sometimes it can get heated. There's been a lot of disagreements, uh, but we all respect each other. We, we uh, respect our opinions, each other's opinions, and we learn from each other. Um, so you don't necessarily have to agree on everything in order for you guys to have a productive conversation. And with Miss Go Go Within, me and her connected um, just off of pure uh, conversations and life experiences. Um, And and it's just candid. You know, we we can... uh, not fake the funk. We can be as open and honest and transparent as we want to. No judgments, which is, which is beautiful. Um, and I'm sure that these type of conversations, um, a lot of people can benefit from just hearing us and, and getting people talking and, and getting people to uh, open up and, and stop acting like that they're the only ones that are going through these challenges. 
Um, I know last year, 2020 has been one crazy year for, for many reasons. Yeah. But I'm hoping that um, during that time, we were able to do some self-reflecting um, of our own behaviors and our own challenges. Um, be able to figure what the next move is, because as we can see, anything can happen at any given time. And we may have to be prepared um, for the unpredictable moments. Um, hope for the best and prepare for the worst. And for many of us <laughs> during this time, it has been the worst of times. People have lost jobs and uh, lost family members to COVID, um, all types of stuff. And if you're living with someone in a relationship, family, or whatever the case, it can either have strengthened you together as a unit or can, can tear you apart to the point to where you don't even want to be around this person. But because, you know, you was going through the quarantine thing, you had to be in one spot. So it gives you an opportunity to like self-reflect and um, think about uh, what's best for yourself and what's best for the people that's around you. So here we are, unisexual healing. And Ms. Go, I just want to, you know, know from you, like, um, what have you learned over this past year about yourself and about uh, your loved ones around you um, that have, has either strengthened you or caused further damage uh, when it comes to personal relationships? Well, I will say that um, the COVID or pandemic or whatever you want to call it, for me, um, definitely was a blessing in disguise because I feel like prior to that, we all kind of lived on the outside of ourselves. Like, you know, if it's not about being a parent or um, a significant other or work or whatever the case is, we never really get a chance prior to this to really, really go within. And I feel like what last year did for me was I had to sit down literally and go within and um, reflect on the things that um, were stressors and reflect on relationships, um, you know, basically being made to stay still um, it's like you really had no choice, um, but either become a productive person as far as figuring out what you needed to do for yourself or you turn to be destructive. And for me, what I did was I used it as a time to really become um, productive, really um, dig in deep as far as uh you know, any type of childhood traumas or um, anything like that, um, I really had a chance to really, really like dig in. Um, it also manifested certain relationships um, that I was involved in. Um, it, it really opened up uh, a communication between me and, me and my daughter who um, you know, her being a teen during this time uh, uh, gave me a chance to 
have more communication with her. So I would say that, um, yes, it was a trying year. Yes, a lot of traumatic things happened. But for me, it did um, things for me that set me on the path to discover um, how I can add into this world as well. And um, like you said before, I, I piggyback off of what you said, we've been knowing each other a while. Um, we both have similar interests as far as life coaching and everything, but people do a lot, a lot of talking is what I've um, seen. Um, I've followed a lot of, you know, different podcasts and um, different um, social media platforms where people are doing a lot of um, talking about um, things that are wrong within relationships, things that are wrong within society, things that are wrong, wrong, wrong but I do not hear a lot of uh, solution-based content. And I feel like in order to, you know, kind of grow and get to the next level, you have to be open to have solutions. And um, this is where uh, this, this particular podcast comes in. Um, you're going to get like the feminine perspective um, and you're going to get the masculine perspective. And, you're going to hear um, things that may make you feel uncomfortable and you're going to hear things that well, will make you feel like, oh, I'm, I'm not the only one going through it. And no, we're not the only ones doing this, but I think if each of us play our part, like we could really, really, really um, bring more light into this world. And I think at this point, you, there, there can't be too many people bringing light. So I appreciate, um, you know, this platform and being able to do this. And as you know, we are live right now. So if you do have any questions or if you want to make any comments, please don't be afraid to, um, you know, chime in. And um, you can also play this back um, and find us, you know, on the social media platform, uh, Spotify. So like, as you said, um, we're going to be talking about so many different things. We're going to be talking about self-accountability. We're going to be talking about self-love. We're going to touch on topics such as narcissism. We're going to touch on topics um, that have to do with the breakdown of the family unit, like, and how that affects children. Like, we're going to touch on so many different things, but out of each um, podcast, you are going to leave with something. And that is our, our goal. Um, that is what we want to give. And, um, you know, I, uh, I'm known on social media as blessed hands law, but, um, here I'm going to go by miss go within because for me, that is where we all need to go in order to, um, you know, grow. Basically it all starts from inside. So <laughs> once you can get in there, unpack some things, then your outside will start to reflect your inner growth and uh yeah that's where we're at amen for that thank you thank you for that um so i'm gonna just dive right into um an issue that i i see um particularly with the men um we're definitely living in challenging and um unprecedented times um, but the thing that kind of still remained the same is an expectation of men being the uh, 
the, the head of the relationship and head of the family. Um, the thing about it is um, when, when men are faced with challenges, okay, whether it's on the job or with family or whatever the case may be, and he's in a relationship with, uh, with a woman, his woman should encourage him to talk or express himself um, about the challenges that he's um, facing at that moment. Um, but because historically men are not taught how to be um, in tune with their emotional side and, and put it into words, you know, men, we're action-based. You know, we, we like uh, physical contact, whether it's in sports or with, you know, making love or whatever. That's how we express our energy through our actions. We're not necessarily, you know, um, people that we can just um, put a train of thought together when, when we're upset or we're hurt or whatever the case may be. Um, we lash out. We get angry. We get combative and all that stuff. Um, so having a safe environment, a, a, a platform for a man to express himself in that way is, is so essential and so key in a relationship. Uh, it gives him a sense of confidence knowing that his woman is um, concerned about his emotional well-being. Um, and it's not to say that the, the woman is being, you know, over-motherly or whatever, and like, hey, talk, or what's wrong, or whatever. But giving him space and allow him to say what's on his mind without judgments and without making him feel like he's weak or um, soft because he's unsure about something or have fear or, um, you know, any negative emotion. He should be able to express that. Um, so coming from an environment where most of our uh men have came from single mother homes and, um, you know, playing in, in, in sports and in different uh, activities gives them, gives them that room to, uh, to let all that energy out. But if his mom was like, Hey, how was school today? Oh, it was fine. You know, he's just a, you know, a person of few words and he was trained to be like that throughout his entire childhood up until the point where he starts to date. And when someone asks him a question, he's just a person of few words. Now, I may, you know, depending on his personality, maybe he's you know, a, a severe introvert and doesn't have um, the confidence or the, uh, the skills socially to put into words his thoughts. And that takes practice. That takes... Um, you know, getting used to and, and all this other stuff. But when you become an adult and things are troubling you, I mean, look, black men, we're, 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 we're targets. As soon as we open the door, we got three different elements trying to kill us. We got the coronavirus, we got the police, and we got the thugs that we have to worry about. And getting home safely is a challenge in itself. So by the time the uh, man comes home, he has all that energy balled up. And 
depending if he has a person that's there to support him and comfort him during that, that time of disappointment and um, fear and all that stuff is, is going to determine um, how he's going to, um, <clears throat> you know, make it to the next day and, and start the whole process over and not want to, you know, uh, take a puff of a joint or, or take a sip of alcohol just to decompress. So I just want to encourage men everywhere to at least try to attempt in making uh, a habit of talking to your significant other. If, it, if you don't have a significant other, try talking to a family member and have those honest, open dialogues because you just don't know how much you have inside of you that could you know, negatively affect the masses if you don't um, pour out of you what's been keeping you uh, locked up inside for all these years. It's, it's a practice. You know what I'm saying? It's something that you must learn. So what is something that uh, you see uh, with the uh, females, Ms. Go, about um, it's been holding them back for years and they need to, uh, to unlearn bad habits? What, what, what would be a bad habit of that? Well, you know what? Um, before I necessarily get off into like the female um, perspective and, um, you know, what our issues are, I would, I want to unpack the things that you just said really quick and kind of do sure, go ahead. Um, my thoughts and opinions on that now okay. um, as of today. Okay. Yeah. So um, you mentioned how men have, you know, you know, you, you brought up childhood, which is which is a key thing, because however you were raised, whatever kind of communication you had or didn't have or whatever kind of love you were given um, or feeling like a safety net when you did want to communicate your feelings is number one. That's that's the number one thing I, I took from what you said. Secondly, you basically talked about how you take that learned behavior into your um, you know, your next relationships, whatever they are, it could be from girlfriend all the way up fiance to marriage, you take that. And that is your responses. Now, the, there comes, um, you know, sometimes their trauma responses because of, like you said, a how you were raised. So my, my thought process before was, yes, ladies, be open to your man, let him know that you're there, um, you know, hug on him, love on him, you know, make sure he knows that his feelings aren't invalid because he's a man, right? However, what I would say is that we have to start talking about how it is that we, we can also make our significant others, be it from your way to mine or my way to yours, like they are your counselors. And when we get off into that, that also um, can create um, a rollover effect that is not healthy. Because for example, if I'm, I'm a, um, a woman within the household and I'm also a mother and I also work and I also do all these different things to add into me different um, traumas and things that you're going into, you know, you're going through, 
I feel like that is where you should step out and actually have someone to talk to, such as a counselor. I feel like it shouldn't, the weight should not just be on me or you as a man. Say that I have issues that um, came from, you know, childhood and, you know, things that you are as a man are not even equipped to deal with because that's something that a counselor could help me actually navigate. So, you know, AKA Miss Go Within, yes, go within, figure out your traumas, figure out your triggers, but don't, don't let everything that you're going through, don't allow yourself to just dump it into your significant other. That's the only thing, that's the only piece that I would add in there because I find, I find that you're adding another title onto your woman or your man by making them your counselor. And that's not what they're there for. They're, they're definitely there to be your companion, but they're not there to unpack every single issue because they're, they may not even be equipped to do that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saying right. seek professional help. It shouldn't be a stigma. It shouldn't be a stigma. That is the number one thing we have to break because that is generational. Counseling, the word counselor to black people is like, you know, kryptonite. And that is the part that we have to break that and stop feeling that way. And then our men could feel like, if we're talking, like you were just explaining about men, our men could feel like they're okay and they're comfortable with saying, hey, babe, my counseling appointment's at four o'clock today. Be back. I love you. And go to your counselor, talk about whatever it is you want to talk about, then come home. And it's not to say that you won't still have things that, you know, bother you, that you want to share. It is just to say that give that room for her to still have her feminine, you know, her feminine energy without feeling so bogged down with everything and the weight on, on her shoulders from her own stuff and also the weight on her shoulders from your stuff and vice versa. So that's the first thing that I, I wanted to touch on and unpack. Secondly, I would say the main um, thing, you basically were kind of like talking about um, the issues that men have towards women is not being able to communicate um, with them. I would say it goes the other way as well. I would think that is uh, the same issues that um, women go through, um, but more of what we kind of have an issue with is trust in a man's integrity. I feel like that is like one of the main things we do. We feel like we cannot trust them with our feelings, trust them with our hearts. And that in itself causes a whole, you know, that's like a whole nother show. But I would say that's like one of the, the main, main things. And what, what is happening now, I'm going to wrap up my, what I'm saying, but what is happening now is you're having people title themselves, men and women, a certain way so that they can receive a certain uh, attention. For example, we have what, you know, you call high value men, right? And then you have entitled queens. Both of these sides of the spectrum is a man feeling like he's entitled to A, B, and C because he has money. And he should just receive A, B, and C. And then women are out here feeling super entitled. They're entitled queens. They don't got to do nothing. They don't have to love and appreciate a man. 
They just want to be taken care of. We need to knock both of those things down, basically. Those things need to be knocked completely out. Those titles are nothing but um, entitlement and it's going to come at a cost. So that's what I would say on those two things. Okay. So how how could we as men and women uh, dispel that uh, title of high value man and entitled queens, I think? Um, because we've been dealing with so much disrespect on both sides for so long. We've been doing the wrong thing, you know, habits that we've been uh, repeating in, in each relationship that we've been in. You know, we, you think that we have learned from mistakes and habits that, that we've been through before. But all we've done is just repeat the same cycle with different people and expect them to work, you know? So either we have to just basically just start from the drawing board all over again and just unlearn everything um, that we've accumulated over the period of time that we've been dating. Or we have to have like a real conversation, a sit-down conversation and be like, this is what um, I expect to get from you. This is what you should expect from me and be honest and be open about it. If you don't agree um, with, with the things that you, that you are um, trying to, to provide for your significant other, um, say that. You know, we had a conversation earlier about people not being uh, honest about what they want. And, and what they expect from somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. If someone says, um, well, what do you like? Well, I like to go to the park. I like to go to the concert. I like to go, oh, yeah, me too. But really, you, <laughs> you really don't like none of that stuff. But you're so um, into this person that you ignore wh- who, what your core person is, like well, who you are inside, like, the things that you like to do. But so can you, you can you basically re-ask me the question that you originally asked so so that I can answer to that? You, so you how were saying we, something in the um sense of dispelling um yeah. those 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 titles. Yeah. So how I mean, how do you we know what? to be honest, to be honest, this for me, this is the the older I've gotten, the more wisdom that I've gotten. Nothing that is inauthentic lasts anyway. So, um, you know, people running around here with these titles, they're going to eventually see that you're going to, you're walking around like a script, basically. Oh, I'm a uh, high value man. So this is what I want. And this and this and this and this. And then you're, you're getting these, um, un- you know, ungenuine women who just want you for your money. You know, so, I mean, whatever it is that you're putting out there, you're going to receive back. So until you're tired of receiving those things back and tenfold, then those are going to be your issues. As far as how me and you can dispel them is what we're doing right now, which is coming on here and getting to the root of the issue, which clearly goes back to childhood. 
which clearly goes back to how you were raised. Now, what I find funny is we go to school for other things. We go to school, we go to training programs, we'll watch YouTube videos, we'll do every single thing um, that we need to do when we want to learn something. But when it comes to like femininity or when it comes to getting coached or when it comes to, um, you know, learning how to be a good man or learning, you know, whatever the case is, learning how to be a good woman, there's a stigma to it. It's kind of like, but you'll go to college for eight years, you know, to learn a trade, but you, you won't go try to seek help or seek, uh, you know, light into how you can become a better person or, you know, and a better person for someone else. Um, so I just, you know, that's, you know, that's what I can give to that. We do have some people on the live um, who are coming in and they have some comments. Um, oh, yeah, please read them. Dive off into that. Let's, let's get into it. What we got. Okay. So I'll just start from the bottom because they were coming in. Um, how can a broken woman or man tell you what they want when they are sick? Problem is, is, is if a sick person isn't seeking a physician, then you can clearly see something is wrong with him. That's why divorce is at 54% in the black community because there is a false foundation. If relationships isn't built on healthy love, then you can't expect to reap anything healthy from it. True. Yeah. Straight up. Straight yeah, up true. I, I agree with that. But you Definitely. have, the, the, the issue is, the issue is, you have everything on the outside of you telling you that unhealthy is okay. You have the television with these reality shows, with you know music videos, with everything that is at a touch of your senses telling you that, oh, this is cool. This is this is it. Love is supposed to hurt. Um, the, you know, a man can cheat, where a woman can be ratchet. Like you got all these different elements on the outside of yourself telling you that unhealthy is the way to go like yeah. and this is okay and it's normal which it ain't yep. all the people that are on there displaying those type of characteristics are all broken and that's Absolutely. not the way to go. you know what i'm saying so um mm -hmm. let me see if we have any uh anything else um just some agreements here I want to, you know what? I, I there's a comment here, and I and I noticed it, and it said, "Facts. That's why it is so important to be a whole person, working on ourselves before all of these entanglements we put ourselves through." I want to unpack that with you, Joel, because sure. should we should we feel like okay, I'm I'm gonna be whole before I date, or I'm gonna be whole um, before I get into a relationship? Is that, is that even possible? Is it because because I feel like personally I feel like learning is a lifelong journey, and it's gonna happen till we're back into the ground. So what what state do you feel like a person should be at before they decide to go into something? Because we're all when we meet one another. At whether it's a dating situation or whether it's a friendship, we are bringing one world to another world. 
like a person who is, has a completely different world inside of them. So is it going to matter if you're completely whole? Um, you're still going to have to get to know their world. Yeah. And whatever comes with them. So how do you mm -hmm. think one should navigate um, as far as choosing when to definitely, you know, to, to date, basically? Yeah, well, I've always said that, um, you know, when, when you're broken, you'll, you'll never be completely 100% because the cracks in itself are like missing pieces to some degree. And um, when you get to a point to where you have this, this wall, this, this protective shield that you're walking around with um, that, that causes you to, um, you know, overthink and overanalyze people's intentions. You know, if, if, if your full intent is to go out there and date with a purpose, and that purpose is relationship, um, engagement, where, uh, marriage, whatever the case, um, you have to be ready. You have to be emotionally and mentally ready for that. And what that looks like is being somewhat transparent, open, and, and somewhat vulnerable. Um, you may have to go out there with the expectation that you're not going to get someone's best off the top because you're just in the learning stage of getting to know somebody. You know, we hear all the time that you're going to meet someone's representative until you meet the, the real person down the line when they get totally comfortable with you and um, making sure that, hey, this is me. Please accept me for me. Please love me for, for me. Um, so until that happens, um, we, we're just going to take things little by little, uh, step by step, and um, just trying to, trying to figure out the pace of how to date someone. You know what I mean? And understanding that it's a process. You can't rush it, nor you can't delay it either. You know what I'm saying? You just have to go in real time um, with the progression of getting to know someone and then deciding for yourself if you do want to uh, enter a relationship with someone. So it's not one universal answer as to when it's a, a good time for someone to um, decide to date, let alone be in a relationship. But um, you'll, I think you'll know once your guards has dropped a little bit, not all the way, you know, completely down, but just a little bit and open yourself up a little bit more to receive whatever it is that this person is trying to offer you um, dating or relationship wise. Can I, can I add into this as far as yeah. like solutions? Okay. Absolutely. So you know how you, um, you break your leg, okay? Mm -hmm. You break your leg or something like that, right? You yeah. have to learn how to navigate. First of all, when you break your leg, you go to the doctor. And the doctor uh -huh. tells you A, B, and C. You can have surgery. You can do this, you can do that. Um, you got to stay off of it. You got to do this. You got whatever. He may print you out some pamphlets and tell you how to, you know, how, how are you going to live life with this broken leg, right? Right. 
Right. I feel like what we do is we may have a broken heart. We may have um, trauma from childhood or trauma from a relationship. But what we do is instead of treating it as though it is broken, we push it down and act like nothing is wrong. Mm. So I feel like the first step in um, solutions as far as how you can navigate relationships is accept that you have an issue. Accept that you're still broken, right? Mm -hmm. Then Mm -hmm. find out how it is you can navigate relationships with knowing that you have a problem instead of being like, I'm going to use this person as the resolution to my problem. Right. Right? Because I feel like Mm -hmm. that's where we go wrong. We're like, it hurts so bad. I just need somebody here so that I can ignore my hurt. No, just accept it. Accept it like you, accept it like it's a broken leg that you have and that you're trying to make sure you don't go too fast against that coffee table. Right. You know, when you walk past the coffee table, you know not to go too fast. Or when you're walking up the stairs with a broken leg, you're way more careful. Do the same. Be patient and love yourself just the same as though you have a, a broken heart that needs to be treated a certain way. Even if you decide, because it's kind of unrealistic, to be honest with you. Hey, Marquisha, it's kind of unrealistic um to be like, I'm not going to talk to anybody until I, I'm whole or whatever the case is. Like, you can do that, but at the same time, unless you are, uh, unless you are being able to apply the things that you've learned, then mm-hmm. you could have spent five years working on yourself, but guess who has no, um, who has not applied any tools to a relationship? You and your mm-hmm. five-year single self, who's been working on yourself. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know how you, yeah. you know how you go to, and this is another example, and then and mm-hmm. I'll close with it. You know okay. how you go to a job, and if mm-hmm. you've never, if you've had, uh, you went to school for whatever the, the trade is, and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, that's great, you went to school for five years for this trade, but ha- have you got any jobs in this field? Right. Right. Have you been able to apply it? Mm -hmm. So no matter how much knowledge that you have, unless you've actually been able to apply it, it doesn't become real until you actually apply it. So So in that case, mm -hmm. I'm I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. So so in that case, you know, experience trumps education, I guess, or training? Not necessarily. One doesn't have to be without the other. Right? Okay. One doesn't have to be without the other. I feel like just like this, for example, how me and you both went to school, you know, right. I went to school for psychology um, and it didn't matter because when I came across some things that had to do with mental health, honey, the mm-hmm. only way that I was going to get through it is by application. It didn't matter about any of the book smarts. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. want to say it didn't matter about any of it. I want to say that applying it is way harder than reading it. It is. So I mean, I mean, applying it. Sorry, applying it is way harder than um, reading. Is way harder. You get what I'm saying, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. 
I'm just, the point is that you can work both things cohesively. One doesn't uh-huh. have to be without the other. But right. just take, you're the one who's in the driver's seat that literally has to take self-control. Stop falling in mm-hmm. love so dang fast. You know, <laughs> we, we get with somebody and we're just like, this is it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not even yeah. really taking the time to get to know the person. Um, you're not even really liking the person. You're more or less loving the idea of being in love. Uh-huh. You're loving you the somebody idea nice. of, yeah, mm-hmm. of being able to apply your lovingness to somebody else. And that that isn't an issue in itself. And I and I've I have to admit, I have that issue. I have the issue mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, I'm just, you know, I want to be in love, you know, and I'm I got all this love inside and I just want to share it with someone, right? Right. Right. But then it's kind of like when I started thinking about to the people, it was like, mm, you know, shifty. Love don't know? love me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, love we have one love more. Me. Let, let me read this comment. It says sure. you have to be able to drop your guards down enough to be able to allow someone in, but also don't yes. make a guard for the individual yes. that's trying to love you. Yes. Uh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. <laughs> whole, whole, well, my whole heart, I agree with that. Yeah, but the, but that's the thing that that that's that's the scary thing. People are just afraid of being hurt, and, and, and I've said this so many times to people. Isn't it just as possible that you can hurt me too? That person that's being scared of being hurt. You know, th- th- there's a possibility. It doesn't Go change you not wanting to feel hurt, man. If you put your hand on the stove and it hurt and it yeah. burned, you're definitely yeah. going to be like, okay, watch the stove. Next time I but go in there, is, lay my hand down and get, you know, you're not going to stop cooking, right. but you're still going to have the the trauma of getting burnt. Right. So we don't want to act but, like the trauma is not there in, you know, that's no, being unreal. no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is that you can be the very thing that you're afraid of, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, because th- th- there's no prediction. No one can predict the future. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. We just don't know. All we can do is just react to things and people in real time. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So if you're in a position where you want to date and you want a relationship, but you're scared of being hurt. Just be mindful that you're human too. You are flawed too. And you can say something or do something and be unaware that you've hurt someone's feelings. And you're going to be the one apologizing. Just thinking like, you know, well, I'm a good person and and I have these values. Yeah. Yeah. To, to ourselves, we all think that we're good people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we're successful for uh, mistakes and uh, putting our foots in our mouths when we uh, misspeak, um, you know, doing something unintentionally that hurts someone's feelings. So what yeah. I'm saying is, is that um, you're, you're just as capable of, of, of saying something or doing something that, that, that can hurt. So I just don't want that to be a reason why mm-hmm. it stops you from uh, wanting something uh, for yourself 
and, and keeping, keeping you away from potentially good people. That's all I'm saying. Right. I'll take another comment from uh, the audience here. We need to stop falling in emotional love and start walking in a qualified love that have been measured with time, stability, accountability with our prerequisites. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, that that comes with that comes with wisdom. It kind of it goes along with what you're saying. Like, yes, be able to, you know, be open to the possibility that this person could be a great person, but you also can't go into it emotionally blind, just, you know, oh, roses and, you know, a fairy tale, because that is not always the case. You have to use wisdom. You Mm -hmm. have to use wisdom without the fear. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Because sometimes people come with wisdom and the fear, so they know all this stuff, but they're so scared that they're not even giving it a chance. But if you can use right. wisdom without the fear and take and qualify it, like, mm-hmm. you know, the gentleman staying in the audience, if you can qualify it with your yeah. requisites, with actually getting to know the person, um, not trauma bonding, because that's what a lot of us do. We trauma bond with other people, meaning mm-hmm. they got trauma, I got trauma. Oh, I'm there for you and your trauma. You there for me. So now that's our love. Our love is based on trauma instead mm-hmm. of, you know, building and getting to know one another in a, in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and another thing that you, you bring up all the time is that if a person is good, doesn't mean they're going to be good for you specifically. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And it took me a while to, to figure that out. It's like, I'm a good person. I deserve someone good. But, you know, not everyone is going to bond with you instantly just because you, you're just simply a good guy or a good woman. You know, there's, there's other disqualifications <laughs> that goes along with um, their selection. Like, you ain't got this. You ain't got that. But you do have this. You do have that. So it just depends on what people value and others that will determine whether or not they're going to be good for someone. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's unfortunate that um, we put um, so much stock in, um, I mean, you know, having character, that, that's great, you know, um, and all that, but just off the, the, the nature of goodness is, is not going to be enough, obviously. Because if, mm-hmm. you know, if there's just enough good people in the world that everyone should be linked up with somebody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That that should have been the case. You know, I could have been had somebody, you could have been had somebody, and we probably be making this podcast. But just because we're good people, <laughs> you know, means that we're still um out there for the ones that we're supposed to be with. And there's patience and there's uh value in that. And so um Getting discouraged is uh, easy to do, but if if you stick to your guns, so to speak, and uh, keep living life, then what's supposed to come to you will come. And for me, being an uh, impatient person, that was challenging. It's still challenging, but at least I'm admitting that and putting it out in the universe. And hopefully, you know, God will bless me with... (laughs) someone that's going to uh, love me inside and out 
And um, I'm sticking to that. What else we got? Um, we have another comment really quick, and then I'll close yeah. on my end. Um, okay. The problem is we're still stuck in our trauma. Therefore, we're trying to fill that void. But your mate was never meant to give you what you wanted in your childhood. Absolutely. That was the, yeah. the whole point of when we first started this podcast. It is dealing with your childhood trauma. Because if you don't, yeah. you are going to lead in every single relationship, not even just your romantic ones, your uh-huh. um, friendships. You're going to still deal with your family um, yeah. out of trauma in a way. You're yeah. going to still be yeah. dealing with them, um, yeah. trying to make them live up to something that, that they can't even fix no more if they were the pro- person who even caused the trauma. So it's definitely, definitely, definitely key is get help, the help that you need, the healing that you need, so that you can have the love that you want, basically, you know, that you want to have. And uh, let me see. Um, You know, the last thing that I'll end with, because I'm going to give this the feminine wrap up on this end. Ladies, 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 ladies. We really have to start appreciating men. We really do. We really got to stop treating them as though they are a wallet, that they are our security guards, that they are not human beings with hearts um, that want to be appreciated for their presence um, and loved on and you know giving that attention to in a genuine way um i've really been finding that we has we have been conditioned to just somewhat have our hands out somewhat you know not saying all of us because i know that i love when i love i love in a genuine way but at the end of the day this this spirit of entitlement that have grasped a hold of of women um, to say that I'm just supposed to have this just because and he better. You know, it it has to stop. Because guess what? If it doesn't stop, you're going to be that one that Kevin Samuels is saying is going to have a cat and you're going to be by yourself. And we don't want that. We want to share love and we want to have healthy relationships and we want to bring healthy children in this world from beautiful relationships and amen thank you for that miss go and i'm gonna say to the fellas fellas our ladies they not only are their precious jewels but they also are sisters in christ they are um, someone's daughters so we must treat them with the, the respect and the, um, the love that they deserve. Now, I understand um, all of us, men and women, we've, we've gone through some stuff, childhood trauma, bad relationships, abusive relationships. We all been, but there is no excuse for you to mistreat our, uh, the women. Um, they, they bring value into our lives. They give us something to live for. 
some, something that um, that we should die for. You know, if, if you are fortunate enough to link up with a lady with all the qualities that you've been looking for, there's no reason for you to mistreat her. And, and it's funny how, you know, some of these celebrities that are married, it's like, how can you cheat on Beyonce? How can you cheat on Holly Berry? Well, obviously, it's more than just good looks than, uh, that a man is looking for to be happy. What other intangibles does this woman bring into your life? What type of value does she bring to you? What are you bringing to her? It's the most important question. How can you ask for something that you're not even doing for this individual? You wanted to make $100,000 a year. You wanted to have this car, have this house, whatever. What are you bringing to the table? Besides probably an empty hand and an empty plate. Nah, bro. You need to constantly work hard, elevate, and be that man that she's been looking for. So she can be that woman that you've been looking for. So I don't need to say anymore. All the disrespect. I just saw, unfortunately, a video of Sweetie and Quavo in, in an elevator. I don't know what happened, what you know, the story behind it, but I just didn't like what I saw. There was no reason why he should be slamming her into the elevator wall. I don't know what he was protecting or was trying to get from her, but that's no excuse for that. So we need to do better as men. We need to be that stand-up man for these ladies. Because if we don't, we're going to continue calling them the B word and all other disrespectful terms. And, and there, there will be no mutual respect. And all the things that Ms. Gold just said, it won't reflect that. Because in our minds, we have this image of what a woman should be for us and, and for the world. And honestly, it's less than what they really are. So let's uh, own up to what our responsibilities are as men, not just in relationships, but just being the definition of a man. It goes beyond the biological part. Being stand up and being ready for anything. And I'm going to close with that. Thank you, Miss Go Within. She has been tremendous in this episode, and she's going to be even um, more tremendous going forward with future episodes. I'm just so happy that she's sharing the uh, airways with me. This podcast is uh, listen to future. Please make sure you uh, follow and subscribe to the Unisexual Healing Podcast. You can uh, hear this episode, future episodes coming up on Spotify. For Miss Good Within, I am Joe Alexander. Said thank you so much. Thank you, IG, for your comments. Uh, we really do appreciate that, and we will see you next time. God bless and good night.